It is session forty-six of the Scarper Shoals campaign. We are down Peter this week, but we're going to go ahead and play anyways because we got everybody else. Uh, the Mooncaller is on its way from the Syndicate to the Scarper Shoals and is reaching the last of the continent before setting out across the open ocean. The sky is clear and there's a gentle breeze, which is good because the temperature is climbing. Nobody wants to stay below deck because without the breeze, it gets terribly hot. But staying out on the deck all day will get anyone without fur or a tiefling's resistance a bad sunburn. Captain Tarn is setting up an awning on the foredeck where his passengers can be out of the heat, out of the sun, and out of the way. Uh, Garinan has borrowed a hat from Captain Tarn. Captain Tarn has quite the collection to keep the sun out of his eyes. Even so, he seems miserable. Uh, you have been using, because you are smart people, sending spells to keep in touch with Lord Zaki, who has been leading the caravan, bringing the elven crafters to Shenhood. The last reply you've gotten from him before leaving the site of land, which is when the sending spells will stop working, is uh, his report is approaching Jelrak, plan to go around it, no trouble so far, but we're being careful. Should make Shenhood by the 10th of Teal. Um, and Sierra gets ascending as well, um, but I will deal with that when Peter's back, so we can hold on to that one. Okay. Are there any other sendings you want to send before you leave uh, the syndicate? Yeah, uh, I would have checked back in with uh, Avaloki's brother at one point just to sort of check that they've got the whole um, mimic dust situation under control. Um, his reply is, God's willing, things seem to be under control. That's Fast a little more qualified than I was... <laughs> Fascinating friends you make in your job, eh? Um, uh, I think... Oh, and uh, the, 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 I've got a few more words I'm seeing, thinking if he's going to say anything else. Um, uh, keeping an eye out, but things seem quiet. Yes, well, it seems that, oh, well, I guess I, well, I, if you I wanna... didn't get a reply from that because I sent it originally. So, right, yeah, yes. I don't need to, yeah, okay. okay. Um, all right, so I would have done that. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. No, not really. Okay, Solar, is there any you want to send? Is uh, Malgala going to send any sendings before the. Uh... Sneezing. <laughs> well, got to make time for that. Now I'm just imagining someone doing a sending spell and then sneezing in the middle of it. <laughs> is that, that is ah two one word or two, right? <laughs> that would be actually amazing. Having a you know, send, make it, just finishing a sending spell and just suddenly having a sneezing fit. <laughs> you just sneeze twenty five times. <laughs> As someone who. <laughs> like a bunch of times at once that I hate that. <laughs> yeah. My granddad yeah, always sneezed seven times. Yeah, I never have lonely sneezes. <laughs> it got to the point where people would start counting. And I'm not just talking about like his family. I mean, he'd be at church and a sneezing fit would start and the entire converse congregation would start counting his sneezes. 
<laughs> Incidentally, I mean, Lonely funny. Sneezes, new band name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so does, does Mongolad have any sendings to send? Before the uh, um, before the curtain goes down? I don't believe she has anybody in particular to communicate with right now. Okay. I was thinking about it. I don't think there's anybody she needs to get a hold of. Okay. Um, now, we, a character that we have kind of lost track of. Uh, we need to go back and kind of fill in what she's been up to. Uh, mm-hmm. Beja Hamadi was the architect that uh, Mogalad and Susan... Uh, uh, made contact with in Shenhood, who had some interesting drawings that she wanted to, uh, uh, to wanted to show and wanted to possibly work with the um, the Order of the Violet Dawn, um, and you successfully swiped uh, a, her drawings out of the uh, out of the Hamadi townhouse and also made some trouble for their architects working on the new temple, uh, the, the, the uh, extensions to the temple of Shamsa in Shenhood. Uh, and unbeknownst to all of us, uh, let me silence my phone here. Uh, unbeknownst to all of us, she's actually been on the moon color this whole time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, because she was not prepared to uh, hide out from her family in Shenhood while you were guys were all gallivanting around. Right. So she's just been on board um, making drawings and and kind of getting uh, 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 getting her bearings. She did uh, stop off in Tabatabai when the Mooncaller was there uh, and um, managed to get herself some tours of the Wizard's Towers that are there. Now these are these are shells of what their original uh, uh, grandeur was, but she's kind of gotten an idea of what that ancient architecture is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's actually stayed off in Tabatabai while the Mooncaller went over to the Dwarven Realm and back. Um, when you arranged for uh, uh, for the uh, the dwarves to begin their work. Uh, so, uh, now that she's, you know, that, that Avaloki is actually present and she's had some time to digest what she's learned, uh, she has some designs to show Avaloki. Uh-huh. And I'm going to post an image in the chat. So, uh, the reason that she... We had to help her steal her own drawings back and everything was basically just because, like, her family was saying, we can't let you go out there doing that stuff with our name and that sort of thing. Was that Um, Well, uh, we can't let you go off and do this other thing while we have this much more important work for you to do. Oh, so she they just wanted her to do stuff she thought was boring. Yeah, yeah. Boring, like like beginner architect stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, none of her own projects. It's more like, you know, the, the, the master architect, you know, lays out the design and then, you know, every single doorway and window has to be drawn in once the master arc is in. It's boring and repetitive and 
uh, and um, entirely not going to get her the kind of attention that she feels she deserves. This is the weirdest Pillars of the Earth remake ever. <laughs> so anyways. Uh, oh, she's, can, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but can um, anybody listening see the picture? Like, do you post, you don't post I posted, it? I posted it in the, um, in the chat, in the text chat in, right, in but, Discord. Um, the people who are listening to the podcast, can they no, see the picture? Or? No, no, no. They, they're going to have to imagine it. <laughs> it's very pretty. <laughs> imagine a wizard's tower. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing is that she's just not just like handing you the drawing. She's got she's got a miniature easel set up on mm-hmm. the on on uh, Captain Tarn's chart table and has several sheets of paper that she's like showing you one after another to show you the drawings. And okay. so she 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 has Avaloki and basically anyone else who wants to see it uh sitting there to see this presentation. I okay. mean, this is this is PowerPoint without the PowerPoint. Well, it's just, it's very, did you, uh, I don't know who drew this, but it's very pretty. It's got like a curved. Um, yes, curved let me, let roof. me, let me do the presentation. Mm-hmm. I worked hard on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she says, first, a solid foundation. Thick walls made of carefully fitted stone provides a strong readout against purely terrestrial threats and will make future expansion easier. The main shaft of the tower is made from stout logs bent to create a gracefully tapering barrel shape, which presents a subtle illusion of height and grandeur. Wooden planks between these columns provide sheathing on the outside and cross-bracing on the inside, and also support the spiral stairs leading up from the ground floor. The planks can be pierced with arrow slits or windows either during construction or afterwards as your needs change. Crucially, if you decide at a later date to replace the wooden sheathing with brick or stone, the main structural members are strong enough to permit that addition. But for now, in order to keep the cost down, we need to limit that construction to wood. Five internal floors provide living space, storage, libraries, etc. None of these levels are particularly large, but that's how towers are. If you want, we can make the tower more short and squat to have less stair climbing, but I have not seen a wizard's tower that looked like that yet, so I think this is not, this is more your style. At the apex, three crosswise arches support the tower roof, upon which a railed balcony permits safely surveying the landscape in all directions. Five stone archers, Five stone arches, I'm told that wizards love five-pointed things, uh, support a shingled roof made to shed the weather with a dramatic shape. Again, the structure is strong enough that if you want to replace the wooden roof with slate or tile at some point in the future, it will support that. And of course, at the very top, a spire upon which to display your personal emblem or banner. Uh, So briefly, uh, when mentioning the uh, wizard's like uh, five-pointed things, uh, Avaloki, I think has never heard of such a thing, but wants to, like, it assumes that, uh, what, what's her name? Is Be- Beja. Beja. Uh, I was going to say, I was trying to, I knew there was the J in there. Uh, Beja uh, assumes that she knows what she's talking about, so it's kind of like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to have those five points. Um, but she's, then, like, she's got several sketches of, of Wizard's Towers in Tabatabai, and they do seem to have... And you remember from the one in the um, uh, 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 in the compound where you stayed was also um, had uh, s- certain elements of five sided architecture in it. Hmm. Oh, Keen, um, I will just straight up ask: like, why do wizards like five points? Is that how high they can count? 
<laughs> Beja kind of um, looks a little a little sheepish at that. Uh, she's trying not to smile. Well, you know, it's it's all very esoteric, and you know, it's traditional, and um, you know that it 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 becomes it's kind of a its own sort of a fulfilling uh, aesthetic design choice that is, of course, you know, important when you're uh, drawing upon arcane uh, philosophy and crafting all sorts of strange things. You you need to have the traditional elements there to ground it. Mm-hmm. So there's four cardinal directions, but there's five arches around the top of the tower. You know, you're cutting off some of your view field of view there. Well, see, that's where my special arch design comes into play. Because of the, uh, with the use of just a little bit of arcane support, I can actually make those arches uh, th thinner uh, without sacrificing any strength. Ooh, fascinating. Plus, you need something to hold the roof up. And, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I can just imagine I've seen tower designs that don't have a roof up there, and I just got to have – I mean, you want to be out, able to be up there surveying the territory and getting rained on? No. I mean, I suppose there's wizards that wouldn't mind that sort of thing, but I, I like a roof. <laughs> so how are we feeling about – options for color schemes well that will depend mostly on the uh on uh, as far as the native materials depend on what you've got available but um we the stone the stone will not be easy to change the color of you're better off doing that during construction so if you want to have some kind of facing on that then we need to talk about what you'd like to face it with but um paint can go uh, and the wooden parts can go any way you like. Ah, oh, yeah. So you, you you maintain the sort of uh, earth tone of the basic construction, but you have a nice highlight trim. That would be. We could absolutely do that. I had not yeah. been. I'd not really been thinking about that uh, quite yet. Um, that's. Uh, actually, just really quite easy. Just make a few notes on the on the plans, and the and the construction people will paint it whatever color you decide to to give them. Uh, but um, but uh, if we we uh, if you do want to do something with um, with the uh, with the color of the stone, uh, if you want to put some some facing on that, we will need to make plans on that regard. That will take a little more effort. Yes, um, I think that in general, uh, Avaloki and uh, Beja would have kind of a complementary, but still kind of talking past each other issue where uh, uh, Beja is so focused on like the actual design and architecture and Avaloki is just immediately going to like interior design <laughs> and aesthetics. And so like both things are important, but there's not enough overlap well, to have an effective conversation. Beja, Beja is... Uh, is a smart enough architect to listen to what it is you want to do with the rooms, mm -hmm. you know, to, to pay attention to that and and make sure that, you know, the design will will accommodate what you want to be able to do. Mm -hmm. right. um, uh, but she, she is also not by no means an interior de decorator. 
and and is constantly is like, yeah, okay, yeah, you can you can do that. Yes, you can do that. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh... or or that may be a little more weight to than you want to put on this particular floor. Uh, if you want to have a grand fireplace, you better put it either on the ground floor, or we're going to need to build extra supports. You know? <laughs> I think that the fireplace we don't we can go without the fireplace, but I think it's it's a must that one floor is just a library, and I think that. You know, if we got circular bookshelves around the perimeter with one of those rolling ladders. <laughs> um, well, keep in mind, you do have the staircase to keep to take in mind, but you could certainly get, you know, uh, 270, maybe even 300 degrees of, of, uh, of circular stair- uh, bookcases there. Um, and, can and if- we have rails for the rolling ladder that it can still go all the way around? Uh, yes, and in fact, if you want to leave out one of the floors to make that just that much taller. Oh, well, yes, definitely then. That, yes. <laughs> then, then, then you can not only make the, make the, the rolling ladder happen, but actually make it functional. <laughs> well, yes, like more, more, all, all the better. So, so one of the floors will be a 20 foot tall, 10 foot diameter <laughs> thing. Well. Hooray! Let's admit it. Let's admit it that what Avaloki actually wants is for the entire tower to be nothing but bookcases. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a fly spell. Well, okay, but like it's not going to impede anything. You could just I could just sling up a a little hammock in between a couple of the shelves. (laughs) I was just going to say it's like I I, there there needs to be a a room so that I can have guests. You know that sort of thing. (laughs) No, that's, that's just one guest at a time. <laughs> <laughs> one guest at a time, otherwise there won't be enough room for books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guests sleep outside. They've got tents. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, we would certainly want to have uh, a space somewhere where, uh, you know, this would be a future addition, of course, but uh, room for where we could add a uh, teleportation circle. Uh, it doesn't, it, maybe that wouldn't even necessarily need to be inside the tower. Um, well, but, uh, the, 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 if you want to be able to, like, have walls connecting to this thing in a strong way in the future, we will want to build... Um, uh, the anchors for them into that foundation uh, yes, when it's like, built. So so. Perhaps like a, like a little outbuilding with a like a tunnel that could be secured in between. Yes, something. Yes, th- th- that's 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 a consideration that definitely needs to be. Uh, you know what the future. Pl- you know, there's plenty of room for uh, expansion vertically here. Like I said, with with the. Um, Changing the, the the sheathing of the tower and the and the and the roof, uh, but horiz- if you if there are particular plans you want to make for future expansions horizontally, that's that's you know some idea of what you want in the future is going to need to be uh, part of it, at least to make it most more efficient than having to go in and and uh, and alter things after the fact. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Well, does anyone else have thoughts on the matter? I like the tower part. <laughs> um, I have a quick... So this is to be your tower? Just... 
Well, I I mean, it would be a tower for the Order of the Violet Dawn, but I mean, it would um, in principle be uh, primarily a place where I could perform arcane research and such, but for the good of the group. Uh, pardon my ignorance, but uh, where would, let's say, Pamsey stay? Or would there be other buildings? Well, so that 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 is exactly the sort of thing that uh, we would consider. We would probably not have Pansy in the tower. Oh, I just mean um, if anybody comes by with horses or anything, mm. like is there anything to take care of animals nearby? Well, you know, to be honest, we haven't actually even decided for certain where we're putting it. Oh, fair enough. I know I haven't been here that long. I just figured I'd chip it in a little bit. No, I appreciate your input. Out of character, Shay. Um, yeah. The, the, the way we, we are playing with a particular supplement called uh, Strongholds and Followers. Oh, okay. And when a PC builds a particular type of fortress, they get some like powers and abilities from having it. It's kind oh, of like this... in World of Warcraft when you do the... Um... Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Okay. So, so you know, we're playing, and and the way I'm running it, the whole group levels up when any one character builds their stronghold. That's okay, like cool. the milestones we're using. All right, gotcha. All right. So All right, the question, the yeah, the question of what will, what is Kenai's relationship to this, and whether Kenai will be uh, a part of this whole deal, is definitely something worth, you know, thinking about and talking about um, for the future. But right now, um, the, you know, uh, 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 Sierra has a, a military keep planned and Avaloki has, a, um, has this tower and then Malgalad will have a temple at some point in the future. That's a little more nebulous. And who knows what Sherby's mm-hmm. going to do. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, Sherby was going to open a tavern, so. Ah, yeah. um, one of the sort of barbarian-focused uh, opportunities is like literally like a barbarian camp. Yeah. Um, and okay. that that can be that can be relatively mobile, and it can even be on a ship. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, which is also known as a pirate. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> mobile seagoing barbarians. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like specifically, like the powers that you sort of get for having it is that you can like attract followers that come to like serve you. Yeah. Okay. Right, As no. the tower lets uh, Avaloki like research and uh, like create new spells and stuff like that. Okay, like, customizing spells. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Okay, so, um, uh, uh, so anyways, um, back <laughs> back into what we're actually doing. Um, this is probably actually um, Kenai's first like uh, uh, exposure to this part of the of the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it is a, a good idea to have a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. In character. Sure. Uh, so, Kenai, um, you know, obviously you met us uh, and we might as well have just been uh, adventurers uh, mm-hmm. when, you know, just exploring the wide world and uh, looking for treasure and that sort of thing. But uh, we actually, as a group, have been uh, given a commission by the syndicate, um, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. There, you, you've certainly heard about the war. Yes. Um, 
but following the war, um, it was determined that the Scarpa Shoals as a region was an area from which uh, there was not any settlement and therefore there was no protection against attackers coming from that direction. Mm. And because we served the syndicate well during the war, we were given essentially uh, the uh, permission uh, of the orders, the uh, ability to settle and make secure the region. And as it turns out, there's also all sorts of other interesting things going on there. But our goal as a group is to make the Scarpa Shoals a settled region that can allow for uh, uh, some protection to the syndicate uh, from any enemies that might be coming from sea. Hmm. Well, I've, my people have always been nomads, but... It'd be interesting to see how a a, a town, a settlement, uh, uh, is built um, and planned. Actually, I I always kind of assume they just kind of sprung up when a bunch of city folk got together and threw too many bricks at each other. <laughs> that is not untrue. <laughs> Believe it or not, that is exactly how my family describes the forming of the syndicate. <laughs> 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 and go looking back, looking back at my 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 notes about the history of the syndicate it is not completely untrue. <laughs> so, um, uh, oh darn, I uh, Magalada, are you? Do you have something that you're planning as well? Um, I was planning on, of course, raising a temple to my god, but I'd also like it to be a meat hall. Ooh, I'm in on that. <laughs> uh, and no, don't forget the vision you had while you were dead. Right. I I don't know. I'm going to tell Kenai about that at this moment. Oh, okay. But I will well, tell her. You, ha- um, yeah. you have a. You, you might mention a divine mission to uh, clear out that one island. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I mean, maybe this is a good time to tell her about it. Um, okay. And um, I I do in in communion in um, in surprise communion with my God. <laughs> that's how we'll term it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a polite way of saying it. In a surprise communion, I was informed that we do need to cleanse the corruption from one of these islands, and perhaps that is where I will set his temple to to prove to him that it has been done. And who is your god? Uh, I, I or, I or the moon god. Iron, yes. I I saw all the letters floating in my mind, and they would not assemble into the correct (laughs) order. Iron. I a y y -Y u r. Iyer. Okay. Iyer. And what does your god want you to um, like? What is your god like? Um, he's very. Friendly. He's a god of the moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's very friendly. He's he likes best when we foment change in the world. Okay. And and do not allow cycles to stagnate. Hmm. I uh I'm a, I I don't 
I don't think I do follow a god, do I? Um, your your um, uh, uh, religion is is more totemic. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's not like. You, I don't, I just don't remember what exactly was on your your character sheet, but um, the the creatures you revere, you don't like worship as gods. It's more aspire to their qualities. Mm-hmm. That's that's how your religion is more focused totem, on totem spirit of wolf. Okay, okay, yeah. So this is kind of new to me. This idea of gods. That's why I was asking. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, uh, I mean, especially, really especially the idea. I mean, someone who follows the 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 the, the, the wolf totem might receive a vision in the mm-hmm. form of a wolf guiding you to something or something like that. But mm-hmm. it isn't the wolf, right? Right. It's it's seen kind of in a more in a more. Um... Oh, I just lost you. Yeah. You lost me. Yeah, yeah. We all, okay. you, we got. It seems more like a, and then you cut off. But we hear her. Well, actually, I had stopped talking because I, I had gotten confused about what I was going to say. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> um, it's more like a, uh, um, sorry, an, an aspect of this. Like, okay, it's the the, the wolf inside you is the one that brings you these things. And, and everybody has... Two wolves inside of me, no. <laughs> um, so it's... People don't treat the wolf in the halfling society as an exterior god that one propitiates or sacrifices to or what have you. You do things to bring you into closer communion with it mm-hmm. and more bring it inside you rather than you going to it. Okay. All right. Yeah. But, you know, but, but, um, Kenai being a barbarian, that's probably about the, 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 the total depth of her understanding of, of the theology. Uh, you know, the shamans have got a whole lot more to say about it, but. Right. Right. Okay. So, yeah. so there, I, uh, I'll explain a little bit about my, my um, uh, religion is not quite the word. Worldview, I guess, would be the right world word, yeah. and um, how it's, uh, you know, I, I have, I have what I consider to be like a wolf inside me that I let out from time to time, and <laughs> um, you know, especially when fighting, and I, uh, I hope that that does not interfere at all with any uh, of their religious or magical, I guess, leanings, because that's something that's not terribly familiar to me either. Not at all. At least, uh, not not in Mongol's case. Certainly. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, so um, uh, uh, Beja, you know, sets aside her drawings and uh, takes the notes she's taken during the presentation and uh, and uh, says, and that's about as much as I can do until we actually have a site that I can work with. Um. And I and um, I uh, and we can start talking about sourcing the uh, labor and the materials we'll need to build this. Um, I'm from what you've said. There's 
plenty of wood and stone to be found there. Um, I'll probably want to have a look at the wooden stone just to make sure that it's of the sufficient quality because you can't just use anything. But um, uh, uh, well, there is teak on Roland. Uh, we, I believe, we've discussed that, right? Uh, yes, you did. You, you did discover teak on Brilliant, Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, for that matter, also, uh, there's another place that we've uh, uh, talked a little bit about our plans for, and uh, it has an awful lot of stone there. I don't know what what would I know about the stone there, and whether it would be suitable well, for this sort of thing. Um, Other than the parts of it that are enchanted to defend <laughs> the. Uh, um, well, I mean, it's pretty clear that the people who built the henge, built the stone, used the local stone. Mm -hmm. So at least they thought it was good enough to build stuff out of. Well, not only to build stuff out of, but to build perhaps magical things out of. Right. So, um, uh, and it, in, in it, you did not see a great deal of variation in the kind of stone that was there. I mean... You're not a, I mean, you're not a stone person. A dwarf would probably have a lot more to say, but it seems to, you know, that what you've, when you've seen, you know, rock coming up out of the ground in large quantities, there's been layers, right? There's been all different kinds of rock in different places, and it does seem a little odd that all the rock on Groland was pretty much the same. Hmm. So that's that that does strike you as a little odd. Now, now that right. you think about it, and uh, and uh, Beja, well, you know, yeah. if you mention that to Beja, she she agrees that it, that is strange, yeah. but worth worth looking at to see you know what the quality of that stone would be. Well, if you like, uh, that will be one of our agenda items coming up not too uh, in the not too distant future. So perhaps you can inspect it firsthand. I look forward to it. All right. Okay. So are there any other scenes that you want to do at, at this point in the trip? Um, I have a scene for when Avaloki would have had a week to do the first Glamour Weave. Yeah, that'll, that actually comes up tomorrow is when the first of those okay. is done. All right. So, um, so until then, um, I thought uh, it would be fun to do a scene between Avaloki and Finran. Okay. Do we have Lee back? Do we have Lee back yet? She, she, she said be right back. She is, she is burbed. Okay. Um, all right. I so, thought, oh, I did have some other ideas, but I don't okay. Know. No, go ahead. Let's let's see what we got with the people we've got handy. Okay. The other one that I thought of, uh, so like the three that I was thinking of was when the first glamour weave is done, and then um, Avaloki and Finneran, and then Susan and Kenai. Okay. That that sounds like a fun scene. Okay. Where where does that where does it where does it take place? Um I think being slightly more cold-blooded than average, I think uh Susan is is definitely not enjoying the the heat so much. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of just feeling like you know, it's unpleasant, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you have to just make do. But I would think um, kind of finding anywhere that you can kind of lurk in the shadows 
Uh, I think Keen I would be okay with that because as a nomad, she's not really used to the ocean, so mm-hmm. um, might be a touch of seasickness there. Okay. Um, did we do an introduction with Susan and Kenai already? Because I vaguely remember that we did, but I couldn't remember when that would have happened. I mean, it, I mean, at this point in the journey, they've been on the ship together for quite a while. Right. I'm so. just like in terms of like an in-game, like in during play. I don't. I don't think we have. No. Okay. Um, so, uh, Susan at some point would have, you know, come up to introduce themselves and, uh, the, your first impression would be that, uh, this is an Asimar, like so many of the other, uh, people in the, in the syndicate, Mm -hmm. but then gradually you would kind of pick up on, you know, as you pay more attention, subtle details that like, the skin doesn't glow quite like, you know, an Asimars. Um, the eyes, there are a little, a little funny about that. And then you might even notice some uh, scaled skin on the, uh, the back of, uh, of their neck, trailing down mm. beneath their, their shirt. And um, here's the question. Does Kenai know what Iwanti are? I don't think that she's had contact with them before. Um, yeah, uh, I can tell you, Shay doesn't know what they are. <laughs> okay, well, so just as well then, so, so yeah. you yeah. would notice some slightly reptilian features in an otherwise human-ish looking person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that before the actual approach, you would uh, how how astute is an observer is Kenai. You know, I mean, the name is one thing, but... You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 perception. It's not the... Or best. insight. Uh, insight. Yeah, no, plus zero on that in perception, so... Okay. Um, probably then you would have not taken any special notice of her um, mm. up to this point. She, you would have, you know, seen her around, sure, but no special... Um, attention uh, page. Just uh, real quick, you referred to Susan as them a minute ago, but she, but we uh, are going. No, Susan is definitely she. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I sometimes just say they for. No, that's fine. But um. But yeah. So uh, Susan is she. Okay. But uh, she would have eventually kind of approached you and um, said, "I, I wonder if I might." bend your ear for a little while? Uh, certainly. Is there a is there something you need help with? Well, perhaps, but nothing with urgency. Sure, I'm happy to, uh, happy to lend a hand. Lead the way. Well, I, I, this is really just a conversation. Oh, I, I, I don't need help lifting anything or <laughs> opening pickle jars, so to speak. <laughs> well, that's a shame. I do like pickles, but. Oh, well, uh, me too. But uh, I, I, I mostly just was interested in hearing more about you and your your decision to leave the people you knew behind. Did you have family? Uh, yes, actually, I was. My father was the chieftain of our tribe, um, 
And uh, I was expected to follow in his footsteps. This is not something that I felt ready to do. Um, many of our people have only lived in our little nomadic pods, so to speak. And I thought it would be irresponsible of me to take over leadership without at least having some idea of the wider world. Also, just between you and me, the idea terrifies me. So, I, I, I do not disagree about the wisdom of having uh, a broader perspective, but your, your decision to leave was, uh, it, it was, you were not, uh, you, you don't dislike them, it sounds like, you're just... You 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 question their decision of you as a leader? Oh, it's a basically almost hereditary title. I don't have a problem, but my father's doing just fine. He, uh, I have siblings who can pick anything up if, if uh, heaven forfend anything happens to him. But uh, yeah, no, actually, this is uh, many times my people would go off on what they would call a vision quest, and since I had the opportunity to make one that was a little bit more expansive, I suppose, than. Uh, that would otherwise be the case. I, I, I took the opportunity, um, maybe without asking my father exactly first, but I'm sure he will forgive me when I get home. So you are attending to eventually return then? That's the plan. Once you've seen more of the wider world and feel ready? Yeah, there's a lot of world though. <laughs> I... I, I wonder then maybe if uh, our situations are not quite as similar as I, I had thought. Oh, what brings you on this, uh, on this crazy trip? Well, uh, I, um, <laughs> I suppose it's simple enough to say that I uh, fled my family on pain of death. Oh. Um, yes. Uh, you are you are not from the syndicate. You you do not know the different houses and our uh, reputations. Um, I come from House Safar. Uh, it is you know run by my family as a powerful merchant house, and uh, and uh, we are what is known as uh, Yuanti. Uh, you you know the difference. Uh, you see the Asimar, the tieflings, the humans in other places, yes? Uh, yes. Well, uh, it's uh, of that nature. Uh, we, we are different in our way. But uh, one of the things that characterizes most of my family and most of my merchant house to be sure, uh, the way you'd hear them tell it, it is um, built into our very uh, fabric, so to speak, is um, a lack of emotion. Okay. Uh, a, uh, uh, a, a shallowness of affect and a limited experience of the types of emotions that I understand other races feel much more strongly. And this trait is considered a positive one within my family, although we certainly know other races tend to 
distrusted. Hmm. Oh, we had uh, one or two kids uh, in our tribe that that grew up like that, where it seemed like the emotions or the experiences of other people were not the same as how they how they um, experienced them. Hmm. Is is this something that you feel you need to overcome? Because for the most part, uh, it is definitely something you can you can live with and still be a member of a, a of a group. It's a, a, oh, it's a well, unique quality. I, I know. Uh, it, that is certainly how most of my um, my uh, brethren and sistren uh, do. Um, but I don't know what it's like for them because as far as I can tell, they genuinely do not feel emotions in the way that, again, I understand other races do. And that is what was expected of me as well. And okay. the idea that someone from House Safar would not share this trait is considered to be a mark of weakness and of shame. Oh. And I personally had been sent to be... Uh, well, I've already defected, so I suppose I don't need to be too protective of it. I was a spy. Mm-hmm. I was uh, meant to infiltrate an Asimar house and report back, you know, useful information and that sort of thing. But I, I just, in that experience, I came to see those emotions that they felt and realized that I did feel them too. I don't know if it's the same, but I did feel them. And I knew that I couldn't tell anyone in my family about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I knew I could pretend that I didn't feel it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to. Well, I I sort of under for many many years when I was very scared of of becoming a chieftain. I mean, I obviously as the next one in line, I couldn't show it to anybody, so I couldn't talk to anybody, so, which made it even worse. So, and that's with emotions. I can't imagine the uh, rush of that for the first time. Uh yes. Well, uh, it's it's still something I'm exploring. Uh, I I. I, I will tell you uh, that I, as as a spy, I, I was quite adept at uh, faking, uh, you know, so uh, as to pass for uh, an Asimar. Uh, well, in my tribe, we tend to try not to fake it if we avoid it. Well, uh. that's that's exactly what it is, is that I'm I'm very good at pretending well, that I, you- I feel all these emotions, but I don't want to pretend them. I want... I want them for real. And I just knew that there was no way that I could stay in house Safar and explore this part of myself. But the nature of my work was such that if I were to leave, I would be eliminated. And so I needed to find a way to do so without being eliminated. And as it turns out, I was able to find some people on the very ship Willing to protect me. So uh, here I am. Well, thank you for trusting me with your secret. I may have something that might help you. I'm not 
100% sure, though. Um, out of character. Is there a bar on this ship? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but but there is a certain st- there is a certain amount of uh, of alcohol on board. Um, uh, I, I check with Sherby. She's the one who probably has the primary stock within the ship. Though Malgalad is also one you can talk to. <laughs> okay. Um, um, uh, I, I'm going to assume that Kenai would have like found a, a little bit of that for herself in a flask or something. Well, let's let's kind of back up a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, Lee. Um, would do, I don't see that Sherby would have any. Um, compunctions about about um, not revealing that she's she brought some liquor on board. Oh yeah, Sherby brought all the liquor. <laughs> all the liquor. All the liquor. This is going to be a long trip. <laughs> I'm not the only one who's going to be drinking it. So <laughs> right. Okay. So so if you if you want to have like like uh, kind of just gone into you know been at one of uh, Sherby's uh, 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 quote unquote room parties. <laughs> Um, and, and just kind of picked up a bottle and just kind of raised your eyebrows, pointed at it. And Sherby would have said, yeah, go take it. So okay. we can assume you've got, you've got a bottle out of uh, Sherby's stash. Okay. Ironically in real life, my, my, have you been sober all day? Alarm just went off on my phone. <laughs> um, but no, it, well, Kina, I would say I have something that may help and wait, brings out the flask and wiggles it and along with her eyebrows. Ah, well, um, Here's where that's actually a little bit awkward, is that um, a, a trait that Yuanti have that makes us uniquely suited to some espionage work is that we are immune to poison, which actually extends to alcohol. I, I do not experience intoxication the way other races do. Hmm. Well, I will drink some with you if you like. I believe that is an experience that many uh, feel is an emotionally bonding experience. And even if I am not intoxicated, I hope that I could share in the ritual. Well, that sounds like a plan to me. Um, how about I find some glasses and even if you can't get drunk, we'll see how good you can pretend to do so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And incidentally, um, Kenai has now made it her personal mission to find something that would get <laughs> drunk. Believe it or not, I think Sherby at one point said the same thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes. the yes. person, the person we really need to talk to mm-hmm. is um, the 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 alchemist girl. Forget her name. Oh, Yenda. Yeah. Yenda, yeah. Yenda, we need to we need to have some of her uh, uh, Everclear. <laughs> <laughs> See if that will work. Right. Um, but as soon as you say, see how well you can pretend, mm-hmm. um, at that point, uh, there's just like a brief pause where like you were like walking below decks or something and uh, and you realize that uh, Susan hasn't followed you. You turn around to look mm-hmm. and she's she's kind of, kind of a waving finger uh, pointed and she looks drunk and she says, I, I can pretend. <laughs> I, I I am experienced with all sorts of um, affectations because it's important for my work, and <laughs> I was really good at it, honestly. And, but um, but as of course it as we discussed, it was really just an act. 
I'll tell you what. Let's look in my. Hmm, I'm trying to think what Kenai would have brought back because Kenai probably would have brought something from her clan because usually barbarians would smoke, especially nomads yep. would smoke. Things. Yep, yep. She's got. She's she has got some halfling pipe weed that will knock your socks off. Let's give that a shot, shall we? <laughs> That's kind of fun. <laughs> Okay, now I I want to I, I want to make a make a make a distinction here. We, okay. We've established that alcohol is treated as a poison. Right. Um, I don't think that Yuanti would be immune to all drugs. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's that's fair. I I I kind of just like that. You know, for the flavor of it. Oh no, it's perfect. But yeah. but um, but I think that I think that what we'll do is we'll have. Anytime we come across a new intoxicant, mm-hmm. we're going to let you make a saving throw. Okay. And if you make it, it completely doesn't affect you because right. of weird, weird Yuan-Ti physiology. Sure. And if you fail it, you've found something that does. Okay. Okay? Cool. I don't actually have a high constitution modifier because that's not how the trait works, but yeah. Right. No. So, but <laughs> no, I, yeah, but it's also not generally yeah. speaking. I mean, unless it's something tr- particularly powerful, it's sure. not going to be a huge saving throw either. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, uh, uh, Kenai pulls out her stash. Now is this, how do you smoke this? Is it, uh, is it in a pipe or do you roll it up into a, you know, into a cigar like thing or do you like put it in a bowl and put your head over it, or or how how is how does the ritual work for Kenai? Um, are you asking me to like make this up on the spot, or do uh, I need make, to make it up? Make it up. Oh, okay, make, great. Make, make, then, make, yeah, just, I think. Just, uh, yeah. I think that hey, nomad. Da, da, da. I think that probably it would be smoked through a pipe, okay. or for for a stronger, you know. Um, Picture, and this is probably something that Kenai wouldn't have on her, but you could soak it in uh, water, carry that, you know, for a certain amount of time, and boil it, and then um, drink that. Okay. Okay. So it can be made into an, a, an infusion or smoked. Yes. Okay. And and like and well, let's say that the infusion is the stronger way to do it. Yes. Um. Uh. So, anyways, you uh, you fire up the uh, the pipe. Um. What is this pipe made out of? Clay. It's a clay pipe. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, um, let's have, um, it, uh, I'm going to say, you know what? No, it's made out of, um, out of wood with a clay bowl. It kind of looks like a uh, native American, uh, peace pipes. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. You've got, but the, being that these guys are dinosaurs, instead of having feathers attached to it, there's mm-hmm. like a leather thong with, with teeth and bones and things. That uh, yeah. And I was going to say the, um. The, the pipe is actually kind of shaped like a parasaurol office head. Okay. All right. Um, uh, so let's have uh, let's have Susan make a condition save. All right. My big old plus zero. I rolled two. Okay. So you uh, you def- you have the unusual feeling. This is something I think that we can establish that uh, Susan has never felt before of uh, an altered consciousness. Uh, 
Uh, and uh, let's let's just say for the for the for just to make things simple that this is this is um, this you know works like some really good weed. Sure. <laughs> um, how does how does how does this seem go down? All right. I think I think for a while there there's um, uh, just I think Susan for a while continues to insist that she doesn't feel anything. <laughs> And and not lying, but just sort of not really able to process what the difference is exactly. Um, but eventually we'll just kind of realize, like, that the way they were sort of sitting against, like, you know, the bulkhead or something like that, mm. um, they were sitting kind of prim and proper, and mm. they have just kind of sagged until they're kind of almost like just boneless against this. Yeah. Uh, and Kino would be, it, it, this wouldn't be like a joke on her. She would be, mm-hmm. you know, being a good friend. She's probably used sure. to it. So. Uh, it's like, you know, I don't know what you're supposed to feel. You feel whatever it is that you do, but I mean, are you a little bit happier, a little bit feeling a little bit lighter? I do feel good. Well, then that's I'm a... glad that I have smoked this with you. Then that's a start. <laughs> I am hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely hungry. There's uh, what we call the snackies. <laughs> I'll, I'll run and grab us some. Um, you want something crunchy, something salt, or something sweet? Ah, uh, crunchy. All right, then I'll see if the cook can make up some fried yams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah. uh, Kenai, Kenai kind of goes to get, take take Susan with her, I guess, to keep an eye on her, and, and they're mm-hmm. in, they're looking for some food. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, the, the, the moon collar is not really big enough to have a mess per se. There's a place where they put out a table, but that's also where the hammocks run when it you know when people are asleep. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's much more the, the order of you know you, the cook makes something and hands it out and then people find places to sit. Yeah. Um, especially with the ship as crowded as it is, I mean there's there's a lot of people on the ship now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, brief tangent: uh, yes. if you are not already familiar with the game Return of the Obrajin, you should make yourself aware of it. We can talk about it more later, but it's okay. I think you would dig it. Return of the what? The Obra Din. And I can't remember if it's like Din or Jin, but it's... Din. It's D with, Din with a D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, oh. it's, uh, it's kind of a weird video game. Uh, if you see screenshots, the graphics make it look like really old school graphics, but don't be fooled by that. It's just <sighs> aesthetic. Okay. okay. Cool. But anyway, the reason I think of it is just because it takes place on a ship and you get to learn the layout of it really well. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yes, so I think, you know, I, I'm like, as a player, I'm toying with the idea of having Susan get paranoid, but I, I kind of feel like that's not actually where I want the scene to go. Well, I think Keena would know enough to, well, I guess I don't know that much about, uh, this is going to make me sound like the squares person. I don't know that much about weed in general. So I'm just kind of like, I don't either really. okay cool like um, <laughs> i know people who do i will ask them but it, i'm assuming that someone who knows a lot about it wouldn't let somebody get like 
paranoid the first yeah. time. Well, they may, avoid maybe it. sort of recognize the early signs yeah. of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, a good babysitter would not allow somebody to get themselves that high. Okay. All, all, yeah. And also, some people just get paranoid, like, their, at their first dose, their first, like, it's a well, very individual response. Um, this is yeah. this is my drug that I'm making up, and I'm going to say yeah. that, that, you know, it's like, there there's a certain threshold that you have to meet before you get anything. Okay. Yeah, so probably wouldn't get there, but, uh, yeah. yeah. But she did, yeah. but also she did roll a two on her save. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Susan definitely has things to be paranoid about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I think there might have been, like, a, a brief tangent in the conversation where she just says, you know, it's actually not even just my family that would uh, want to kill me. It's like our 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 god is the nightmare serpent and probably wants to eat me now and i'm pretty sure that's going to happen eventually no matter what i do so i don't know i'm not sure that i can do anything to avoid it i mean it's probably just waiting for me uh no matter what now i mean it's just i'm doomed really it's kind of i just have to try to survive as long as I can to delay the inevitable. Hey, that's all any of us can do, friend. Uh, I Eventually, we all have to meet our own nightmare serpent in the sky. And Kira looks a little <laughs> confused there, but she's going to go with it. Uh, it's not a good time to introduce uh, Susan to Pansy. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think Susan has seen Pansy. Yeah. Susan has seen Pansy. You can't yeah. miss her. I mean, she's rather large and noisy. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, large and very noisy. <laughs> I, uh, I I have an excellent idea for a button on the scene, which is that as you guys kind of make your way through the ship, just kind of walking around, play, continuing the conversation, I think while on this pipe weed, uh, Susan discovers a deep well of affection for Pansy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that too. And uh, and uh, and uh, and I th and I don't think it's it's it is too much of a uh, game master intrusion to say that uh, Pansy returns the affection. Ah, nice. Um, it, okay, uh, the idea of the, the idea of Pansy like rolling on her back for belly scratches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I I think at one point you know. We've both got scales. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, I have to run and do a dog thing. I will be back in five. Okay. 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 In the meantime, in the meantime, um, uh, let's let's say that it is now the next day. It's the stars day, the sixth of Finola. Uh, the sky is just a few clouds and there's a moderate breeze. Temperatures are high, well above ninety, but the breeze makes it comfortable. Um, the moon caller is now out of sight of the continent. You're out in the open ocean and Captain Tarn has left the awning up on the foredeck. Uh, you are now far enough from land if you wanted to send descending to Waif. Does, does either Avaloki or Magalad want to do that? Um, I, I don't know that it needs to be Avaloki, but I, I think that we want to, right? We wanted to... Uh, let her know 
that we're mm -hmm. gonna be going to that um, failed colony site mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. we can talk to her about some future plans for construction. Okay, so who's going to cast the sending and what is what are you putting in the words? So Alad, would you want Agalad to do it or? Um, no, we'll see what she says. Okay. Um, so, I mean, Avaloki is happy to do it. Um, would uh, say, uh, Waif, we have returned to the shoals. A lot has happened. Let's see. That puts you at 12. Okay. Um, we'd like to meet you at the colony site to discuss future construction. Okay. Sure. Her reply is, welcome back. I'll meet you there. Impossible to teach these trolls to speak, but they understand other things. Calmer now, dire troll dead. Well, that's good. I would certainly pass that along to everybody else. And explain to Keen Eyes, we fought a great big, like, gigantic three-story troll with multiple heads. And it was a whole thing. We had to go, <laughs> Sierra's fancy adamantine battle axe, we had to have that made just to kill it. Uh, yeah, Shay stepped away. So. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Never mind. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Sola, do you have any scenes you wanted to to do while on the on the trip? Any interactions with the other characters, A team or B team? Um. Uh, or uh, Sierla isn't uh, here. Uh, not. Okay. In particular. Okay, there was also uh, one with Finnerin, right? Lee, are you um, back? Well, Avaloki was going to have a conversation yeah. with Finner, and, and yeah. also, um, if the when the uh, the first glamour weave is finished. Right. Okay. So why don't we do that? Because that's that that's today. Okay. Uh, so uh, Avaloki would uh, approach Malgalad with um, uh, a a sort of cloth wrapped bundle, and just say. I've got a present for you. Is it cake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid not. I hope oh. that something that took a week of my <laughs> arcane skills will suffice. I uh, Well, I wouldn't want weak old cake. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nor would I. So let me tell you a little bit first um, mm -hmm. before I... Uh, give this to you. Uh, this is something... Yeah, Doc, still outside. This Sorry. is something that I originally conceived of when we had... when we were returning to the Syndicate after our first excursion to the Shoals. And we had a mission then to bring you back to us. And during that journey, I felt powerfully that I wanted to make something for you. And unfortunately, the scandalous scarcity of arcane ingredients in the syndicate made it impossible 
to do before now. But now I give you what I wish I could have given you then. And I hand over the cloth wrapped bundle. Okay. And uh, and what is what is the um, what is the what is the actual thing? Uh, so, uh, assuming that she goes ahead and opens it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is a cloak, and as you unfurl it, you realize that the it is a largely black cloak. But as you unfurl it, you realize that what it actually shows across, like uh, the back and down to the the trim, is like uh, a midnight seascape where the moon is full mm-hmm. and actually glows, giving off real light. And the water that is forms sort of the bottom trim of the cloak is animated, like it it moves like water. And uh, there are little stars, too, that give off light. And uh, and uh, says, and uh, the moon can be any phase that you wish, uh, just with your mental command. Oh my God. Well, where have you been hiding doing this? <laughs> well, uh, I, I've been locking myself up all day in this unbearable heat. And I have been doing it out of my love for you. Oh. <laughs> so um, she will put it on and give Avaloki the biggest hug. <laughs> <laughs> Probably nearly strangled him. <laughs> <laughs> but she's only got a strength of eight, so it's, it's, it's well, so does Avaloki. <laughs> yeah. Sheryl is the only powerhouse in this team. Well, <laughs> and Kenai now. Yeah, and Kenai yeah. now. I was going to say, hey, now. <laughs> Kenai is simultaneously the smallest and the strongest member of the party. <laughs> um, okay. Um, that is so sweet. <laughs> uh, any, any, uh, now you, uh, anybody else want to suggest a scene before we go to Avaloki and Fenarin? Um Something that they wanted to talk to somebody about? Something, anything comes up? Lee, are you still there? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking. Okay. Not particularly. Okay. Well, then let's go to Avaloki and Fenarin. I'm sorry. Who was that? Uh, Fenarin is, uh, well, Lee can explain, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Fenarin uh, is uh, a dragonborn cleric. Mm-hmm. And so his personality is uh, mostly like Star Trek reboot bones. <laughs> 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 Uh, he's very grumpy. Uh, okay. Doesn't have a lot of patience with people being idiots. Which, of I, course, means that he loves being with this crowd. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he he's 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 he has the, he has identified himself as the only sane man. But given the fact that he is with this crowd, he's not exactly <laughs> the okay. only sane man. No, but uh, he's not exactly a, a sane person. But no, he he's. Um, 
he's an associate of, of he's actually one of Sherby's friends um, from oh. the war. So he came uh, into the group when Tobias uh, came back and said, he just kind of walked in and said, Oh my God! What did she do? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of that's kind of his his personality right there. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think um, in case you hadn't uh, realized, Shay, uh, there was a point where Mogalad died, and we literally had to bring her back dead and have her resurrected at the temple. Okay. So that's some of what like Avaloki was referring to there with the Mogalad, for example. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I think Avaloki, um, what, what would, uh, Fenrin be spending his time doing aboard ship? Uh, so long as, as nobody's missing pieces or coming apart at the stuffing, <laughs> uh, more than likely, uh, I think he'd probably have the, the opposite uh, impression of Susan, and he's he's pretty much on the deck sunning <laughs> because okay. he's a he's dragonborn gold dragon, and so yeah. it's not hot enough. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, this is weather. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I so, think so Avaloki. He's on a lounge chair, got a reflector. <laughs> <laughs> Obsidian, obsidian sunglasses. <laughs> I think Avaloki has uh, is approaching still in autumn mode and is looking a little. There's a little bit of a. Usually with the elves, you don't see that so much, but there's a little bit of like a just a, a barest sheen of of sweat. Yes. <laughs> um, Glowing, yes. Yeah. Uh, would just uh, you know approach. Sounds at, hot. At some point, and just say, uh, uh, I, I hope that I uh, wouldn't be uh, interrupting too much if I joined you for a moment. Are you bleeding? No, Bruce? I could be. Would that help? No. <laughs> twisted arm, twisted ankle, anything like that? I have a swollen curiosity. All right, then you can join me. All right. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have had to have joined you. Fair. We can join each other. So, what's your story? How do you how how do you end up here? I mean, I know the broad strokes of it, but I guess like how how before that? Sherby. Well, that, <laughs> this is that, me laughing, not him. <laughs> yeah. Well, sir, I, I, I can appreciate that you are a succinct man, uh, able to express complicated abstracts in a minimal word count. I am eager for a bit more detail. I mean, there's not a lot of dragonborn around. Where, what's I, your backstory? Where do you come from? As a world-building note, mm -hmm. I should mention that there is a uh, there is a dragon uh, land off, basically on the other side of the world from you. Mm. Um, it's off. It is as far away from the western edge of the syndicate as 
the mythical continent to the east of the Scarper Shoals is from the eastern end of the syndicate. It's way out there. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I have um, I have shared a document called a Gazetteer of the Syndicate with you. Oh, that's a Gazetteer of the Syndicate. There's another one. I, I know. I, I think I've seen it before. I I, I recall. Um, so I guess Avaloki would probably know that much, but so perhaps frame it more like, you know, yeah. uh, it, assuming that that's where you hail from originally, you've come a long way. And as someone who has also uh, made the decision to venture far afield uh, to be amongst others that are not like my own um upbringing uh i just uh, wanted to find out what you think about the whole experience the name of the country by the way is Golosmer. and the main city that the syndicate trades with is charvanth hold on a second let me make a note of that all right so and i will post Golosmer. the names uh, i will post the words in the chat so you can see the spellings so that's the country of Dragonborn or Dragonborn uh, and Dragons? Dragonborn, Dragons, and Kobolds. Um, needless to say, Dragonborn get along better with the gold and silver dragons. Uh, kobolds get along better with the reds and blues. So, <clears throat> And, and Golosmer has... Golosmer is not a unified nation. It's a land. And every, basically every dragon of any kind of uh, 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 standing basically has their own little domain inside that, uh, some bigger than others. Um, and uh, Charvanth is, in fact, the domain of an ancient gold dragon. And actually, I'd kind of like to rule that... Uh, Charvanth himself is um, no, uh, actually... The name of the dragon is Huntalith. Huntalith? Yeah, I'll, I'll post that too. Okay. That's so. the name of the actual gold dragon. And Charvanth is the name of his domain. Sorry about that. I went to take a sip out of my water bottle and spilled it all over my shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. So. Okay. So sorry to interrupt your break your flow there. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm making this up as we go along, and I'm having to write it down so that I can keep track of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, So, um, Fenarin will kind of arch a brow ridge over his uh, pseudo sunglasses <laughs> and kind of and kind of kind of give Avaloki the side eye. It says, "The land where I come from is very, 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 very much farther away." than the Elven Realm is from the Syndicate. Well, I wasn't intending to make it a competition. Oh, no. No, it's it's no competition there. I win hands down. Fair but enough. <laughs> no, I've 
left home just like all of my brothers and sisters did. Um, uh, when your great, 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 great grandfather is that old and that powerful and that invested and nosy about things. And as a dragon, they are quite nosy. Mm. It just seemed to be a better idea to stretch my legs a bit. Hmm. And one morning I went for a walk and so far I haven't gone home. It went out for milk. No, no. As if, if my mother had sent me for an errand, she would have hunted me down. I. <laughs> have you had any contact with anyone back home since? Not as such, but that's probably a good thing. Hmm. It, it it sounds as though you you had some wanderlust in you all along. Do you do you ever miss your your homeland, or are you just constantly thrilled with all the wonders the rest of the world has to offer? <laughs> thrilled is not the word I would use. <laughs> well, then, my dear Finnerin, and will like take one one of scaly handed both of Avaloki's. I beg you, tell me the word you would use. Aghast. <laughs> yes, Sometimes well. horrified. Mm. A lot of the time surprised. But mostly aghast. It's all so shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then I come to this little place with your little war and some lovely goddess decides that hey ho, I need a I need a cleric. You'll do. <laughs> and that was that. Fascinating. So you you have adopted the the gods of your new homeland, just as uh, the home the syndicate through <laughs> Sherby has adopted you. Certain extent, yes. Well, I guess technically Sherby isn't from the syndicate per se. She's outside of the syndicate. She sort of. she she comes from land that the syndicate claims, hmm. and the people who live there are like, yeah, yeah, whatever. If that if that makes you feel better, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them do not, I mean, you know. Most of uh, them don't really care. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I have it's... to confess, I, I, I certainly respect, uh, you know, any, any entity of uh, a deity-like power. Uh, it would be foolhardy to deny it. it it's so readily demonstrable. But uh, I, I have never felt it in my heart as something that I could dry, derive 
power from myself. But you found it not merely from your upbringing, but in a new land. Do you, do you feel like your deity brought you to that place? No. The syndicate gods are just really chatty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, take, 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 for example, take Sherby, for example. I can't speak for Mokalot or any of um, the other gods of the syndicate, but take Sherby, for example. Yes, I will. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yoink. She's, she's tiny. And the story that I understand it goes, she... And the blessing of the goddess brings her, brings the hand that she she made to life, mm -hmm. and created Miska, who is seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? Isn't chatty? <laughs> I, I, it is, as I said, it, it is very clear that the power is real. And I have no reason to doubt those who are able to wield that power when they explain where it comes from. But it is just foreign to my own personal experience of the world. I can only see it observationally and I find it interesting. I, 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 One will find you eventually. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I, I suppose I can't rule out that possibility, um, but it hasn't happened so far, and I'll kind of knock, knock on wood on the railing. <laughs> um, Just keep thinking good thoughts, darling. Bless your heart. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end that scene. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, Sola, do you have any scenes that Malgalad, any conversations that Malgalad would want to have? No, like I said, since uh, since Tierla is not here, okay, it's uh, it's more or less moot. Right. But um, she she is definitely going to take this time to give um Tobias a good hard time about his little interlude in the village. <laughs> <laughs> she okay. will run him ragged all over this ship, and everyone will hear it. <laughs> I I I want. I'm fascinated though. I, what what her objection exactly just given the oh uh, she's not objecting at all she's just really yeah. laying into him about it yeah oh so it's like terribly teasing, about I it yeah she she will make sure that everybody knows what happened and that she finds it hilarious and basically do her best to make him die of embarrassment. <laughs> okay. Alright, so Sherby, in defense of her of her uh, new favorite person. Um, <laughs> says, oh, so you wanna you wanna come home with me next time, right? <laughs> uh, Mogul, she's like, yeah. <laughs> I think you'll fit right in. <laughs> if this if it's a happening town like this, of course I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly she's mad that it all happened without her. Not that 
And uh, uh, does anyone tell Magala that Ciela turned down an opportunity while they were there? Gas. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Given that it's a bad idea. And, and claim Derby did that. I was like, well. You know, yeah, he's your, a... your boy got it on, but your girl did not. <laughs> Gasp! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sierra is definitely going to hear about that. Okay, well, we can we can we can have that conversation when when Peter gets back. Um, life on board the Mooncaller doesn't have too much time for leisure for the sailors. They're they're pretty busy a lot of the time, but today the wind is steady and the sea's cooperative. And Captain Tarn decides that what everyone really needs is a fashion show. <laughs> at noon, at noon, he decides that everyone on board who wants to compete has until dinner time to put together their most amazing ensemble. No magic allowed, she points at Avaloki. Okay. Uh, there's a, a moment of just like, well, uh, <laughs> I, I suppose that's one way to do it, but challenge accepted. <laughs> the crew immediately starts gathering up scraps of canvas, bits of rope, dabs of tar, some leftover paint, all kinds of things to start putting together their constructions. Um, and he says that anybody, uh, I will be, of course, one of the judges. The first mate, he points to the first mate, Meleg. Uh, 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 he says, and you will provide the music. And Meleg uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, and pulls out this big old hurdy-gurdy and starts tuning it. Um, And starts tuning it, which never seems to make it sound any better. But anyways, uh, and so very, uh, uh, the, the, those crew who do, are not like doing something critical at that moment, like the lookout, uh, etc., uh, start immediately set, setting to seeing what they can put together. So, um, who is going to? I want for each of your each of you to decide if either of your characters would compete. Uh, Avaloki definitely would. I think Susan is fine watching. Okay, uh, but uh, I think Avaloki will actually offer like. The scrap pieces of glamour weave from making Mangalad's clothes. Oh, okay. Like not, uh-huh. not not the stuff that would be, um, you know, needed for the other garments, but just right. The so yeah, some some yeah, the, the little the little pieces that are always left over when you're cutting right. up and, stuff. Yeah. And I so you know, tell me if you have a problem with this, but I think without any sort of like a focused enchantment on it. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of a like shimmery, rainbowy sort of like iridescent right. color. Right. Okay. And okay. it's just pretty. And so I, I will okay. offer these little scraps of that stuff as a prize. Oh, as a prize. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. And so Avaloki okay. will participate, but will will you know will say like I'm not going to win my own prize. It goes to whoever whoever is second after me. <laughs> Captain Tarn says, well, I don't know. I have run these before and some of my crew are very creative, so don't be surprised <laughs> if they give you some well, stiff competition. Well, then let the best model win. <laughs> okay. Uh, Malgalad, are either of your characters going to compete? 
And um, and people are will... people are forming teams. Okay, they're not they're oh, not dear. the 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 um uh the uh the the bosun Abdir uh who is a uh, a dog shaped hand um is getting some of the crew together. The gunner Majiri who is a uh, a, a big hulking. Uh, humanoid sort of uh type is is getting in, uh getting um uh grabbing some of the ballista bolts from the uh from the uh from the catapult uh to, and is working on something that way and um another group of tank group is um is uh is doing something with catapult stones hmm. so um how, would Malgalad or Tobias uh, compete in this? Uh, Malgalad definitely will. Tobias is kind of horrified by the whole affair. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right, had a day already. Right, go ahead. All right, and um, and is Malgalad going to recruit any any assistants or going to go alone? Um. Hmm. Those guys doing catapult stones. Are you gonna? Okay, they're, they're being kind of secretive about what they're doing, but it involves rope. Hmm. <laughs> you could go uh, over and help them join their team. I think so. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, uh, th this Unless is... we want to like stick to an A team team. Um. Uh, up to you. How about Sierra, how about uh, Sherby? I think Fenarin is uh, still in his ooh warm sunbeam. Uh, okay. Kind of, <laughs> uh, kind of uh, lounging and very nearly purring. Um, I'm kind of torn about whether or not Sherby would do it um, because she does have that fabulous clubbing dress. Yes. <laughs> but she doesn't really have anything to accessorize with it. Right. Um, <sighs> Well, obviously, you need to have a club. You need a club. <laughs> yeah, well, she doesn't have a club. Uh, maybe she'll uh, steal the steal uh, Fenarin's mace. Okay. Uh, to go with the to go with the dress. Um. But I was just thinking about you know like what does she have? She just has the the. She just has the, the she has a set of fine clothes. She's got her clubbing dress, but she doesn't really have, you know, boots to go with it, or any kind of real jewelry or anything. Well, I mean, if you, I mean, looking around, people are making like they're not taking their existing clothes. They're making stuff out of the scraps of this and that that you can find around the ship. They're making okay. whole new things. Oh, okay. So, you know, there's, there's, there's always, you know, bits of canvas that are used to repair the sails. There's a lot of spare rope around and, and just, you know, that kind of thing is what they're okay. using. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sherby would definitely compete. Okay. Um, you're going to partner up with anybody? Um, I'll, I'll sneak over to Avaloki and say, they seem to be doing this in teams. Do you want to partner up or go solo? Um, I think when you you go to find Avil find that they have cast Tiny Servant at fifth level, <laughs> a, whole, a whole army of various little uh, <laughs> objects doing the Cinderella thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and so I think what Avaloki is, is like half is making a thing out of like all the fishing stuff, like the nets and the lures and all of that stuff. Okay. Um, but uh, there will be a moment of just like, you know, it's like it's, you just you open the door and that's what you see. So, uh, <laughs> okay. uh, so Sherby will close the door. <laughs> And and kind of kind of look over to the nearest crew member. Don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just shake their heads. <laughs> yeah, that um, okay. that uh, that sorcerer's apprentice music is, is you know just enough to warn them. Off. <laughs> I actually no, it, trying to figure out the lyrics to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Well, right, yeah, it, it's it's a mashup between. Um, Sorcerer's Apprentice and Cinderella, Cinderella, we love our Cinderella. <laughs> okay, uh, Shay, will Jigiji or um... uh, well, Kino's keeping an eye on Susan, so she's if Susan's not going to do it, then she's not going to do it. Um, okay, but Gigi will. Okay, uh, and she... Gigi's plan, since she has mending. Is mm-hmm. to make a costume now. I, if you could picture, I guess like a bald eagle. She's got a white head and brown wings. Right. Okay. So picture like a human ass muppet with brown wings spread out. Uh huh. Anybody who's listening who has their arms out to the side, congratulations. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the wings kind of make the boat shape, and on her head, she's going to create like a sail that goes back. So when she turns her head, it kind of looks like she is the boat. Oh, okay. And on on her on the top of her wing, she has made little um, little like figurines of the the some of the funnier, you know, more easily um, lampooned crew members. Okay. Uh, right. Like a character of the captain and everything, and that's her. Uh, that is her. Okay, that is that is that is definitely some uh, some avant garde f- fashion there. Um, uh, once the, once the actual show gets started, I'm going to describe some of the other things and then we'll get to what, what other things your characters have made. Um, Abdir's team, uh, takes one of the smaller sails and fashions a long gown complete with a train painted with stripes. Um, and, and he kind of swans down the, you know, the section of deck that we've, they've decided is the runway, um, uh, making all kinds of elegant movements that, we have to um, call it walking the plank. <laughs> uh, that's short. Uh, all kinds of elegant movements that he imagines that, uh, graceful, noble people make. And uh, people, people will applaud that. Uh, the gunner Majiri has shoved the ballista bolts into her corset um, and hung hammocks from them uh, that look a bit like dragon wings. Uh, uh, sort of, kind of, if you look at them funny. Um, and they've kind of stitched those into place and, uh, and uh, uh, decorated those with whatever bits of uh, shiny things they could find. And the ones, the, the sailors who are using the catapult stones have made a rather impressive brassiere out of rope that they've hung off of the chest <laughs> of one of the larger members of the crew uh, to strut down the runway in. Uh, we've already heard what, what Jigiji put together. Oh, but wait, wait, wait. 
Oh, like you think I didn't have a show to start with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Gigi starts up at the uh, at the captain's uh, at the captain's walk to come down the stairs with her with her wings um, up in the air in front of her head, so you can't really quite see anything. Uh huh. And as she comes down, she spreads her wings out, yells, "Swashbuckle that walk!" and gracefully comes down the stairs <laughs> to, uh, to, I'm going to say, applause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Everybody gets applause. Everybody okay. gets applause. Um, <laughs> but she, but she it's comes, like, but if but comes, Captain Tarn kind of leads it. It's like the kind oh, of polite will, one hand on top of the other noble applause, right? Okay. Fancy so when applause. She gets, when she gets down to the bottom, kind of like motions with her, with her, um, with her beak at Captain Tarn. Uh-huh. Knocks him off the ship and then does a death drop to show that you couldn't go anywhere without him. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 bows. He is impressed. Uh, what does uh, what does uh, Avaloki come up with? Well, first of all, the entire little crew of tiny servants is also there, clapping their little animated arms uh, <laughs> for everybody as well. Um, you know, they're hiding like under a chair or something. But yeah, they're they're having for everybody so um has taken like like fishing nets and other sorts of uh like like the those like waterproof bags that you like you would put fish in uh-huh, right? uh-huh, yeah. has taken those and made sort of like a sorry like like dress okay but just uh with all sorts of the little shiny bits um as kind of jewelry and then flashy little uh things to sort of look a little bit like fish in the net, but also accent pieces for the dress. Very if that nice. makes Very nice, yes. Yes, and so would certainly um, have made sure that it was something they could move in so as to do all sorts of, you know, subtle, but, you know, well, well-chosen uh, dance moves going up and down the, uh, the catwalk there. The plank, yes. Yeah, the plank. <laughs> Uh, Sola, how about Malgalad? What is uh, what is what is that coming up with? Uh, so she's she's keeping up with her uh, our catapult bra yes. folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's she's part of that team. Uh, I guess. Um, okay, no, that, that she can be part of that team. Absolutely. Um, in fact, probably has got some uh, some tips on making sure that that that, that, that the uh, the over the shoulder boulder holder is, uh, is uh, has <laughs> got some good support. Sure. Yeah, make, have to make sure it's anatomically feasible, of course. <laughs> you, know what um, they call it? you know what they call that in Germany, right? That's will stop them flopping. <laughs> <laughs> So she is going to, um, she will wear the beautiful cloak, of course. I don't know if that counts as magic, though. That counts as magic, um, yes, yes. That, that, that cloak right, definitely so counts as magic. Beautiful. <laughs> she has to leave the beautiful home. Um, but she will take um, some of the the smaller size rigging rope and um, one of her gowns and truss it up such that um, a she resembles the uh the over the shoulder roster holder okay. herself okay. with her own um not under nurse assets um 
and also kind of like maybe a little shibari for the uh, for the lower half. Okay. And okay. she'll make herself a um rope and starfish crown and she will ride on top of the uh of the boulder tits as if they were a um a throne. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and fashion herself some kind of scepter. Actually no, she's going to no can't. But she can take the time to fashion herself a scepter that looked like her um her normal spiritual weapon. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and and put and make like a a moon to go on top and that would be her, her royal scepter. <laughs> that's that's perfect. Okay. Um <laughs> Lee, what have you got for Sherby? Um I think Sherby went around after everybody had kind of plundered the uh, the canvas. No, actually, I think she snuck in and grabbed some of the canvas bef- and some of the smaller ropes and chains. Okay. Before uh, some of this larger, uh, the larger accoutrement had been created. Okay. Um, and she <laughs> basically used... Um, I think she she also used uh, a mending to assist in recreating the Princess Leia slave costume. Okay. In canvas and uh, can- canvas and red paint, and instead of it being uh, tied on with chains and stuff, uh, it's gold painted rope. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, this this sounds like everybody has uh, has 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 really gone out gone. Uh, Gone out on a limb on this. Um, uh, who does who does Captain Tarn get to be a judge along with him on this? Um, can't be one of the competitors. So the two stoned people giggling in the corner. <laughs> uh, Would Sierra so, be a judge? Uh, well, I, I'm kind of leaving uh, Peter's characters out of this, and in fact, I don't sure, think. Yeah. Sierra's, Sierra's feeling a little surly about some of the communications that they've been having. So, mm. it's, uh, th- yeah, Captain Tarn knows better than to come with Sierra with anything. Okay. Uh, and um, uh, Susan and, and uh, Kenai are out. So we have <laughs> Tobias and Fenerin. Uh, Tobias and Fenerin, basically. Uh, Captain Tarn recruits as judges. So who does Tobias vote for for the winner? Um, is Tobias dressed up like a Jersey whore at a <laughs> at a gas station? <laughs> no, no, no. I, Tob- I think hmm? Tobias is, is a little shy, and he's not been participating in. This. Oh no, that that's just for any yeah. RuPaul fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually think Tobias has to vote for Kenai. Uh, for Kenai, yes. Okay. Wait, what? Tobias, Kenai's Kenai not competing. You mean Gigi? Gigi, sorry. That's okay. Okay, and how about Fenerin? Who would Fenerin vote for? I'm sure Fenerin, Lee, are you there? Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm here. Who would Fenerin vote for as the winner? 
He's like in consultation with Captain Tarn, kind of in the corner as you're considering the various competitors. I think he would also have to go for Gigi. Okay, Captain Tarn is going to say, might as well make it unanimous. So, Gigi <laughs> yeah. wins. Uh, uh, and in addition to these uh, wonderful scraps of magical fabric, um, uh, Jigiji will also get um, a, uh, a, 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 a shore pass. Um, next time they're in port, um, basically the whole time they're in port, Jigiji can uh, go and do what they like um, and doesn't have to come back and do, you know, take shifts on the ship. Awesome. Um, and and then everybody has to put everything back. <laughs> um, and that that goes, you know, that that whole thing goes well into the evening of uh, of the of of Star's Day there. Mm -hmm. uh, the next day is Sunday, the seventh of Pinola, and a. Gale force wind blows up out of the west. Ooh. And it seems to have blown all the sky, set clouds from the sky. Captain Tarn has taken down all but the most minimal sail and even and the awning as well. Um, he's not putting anybody up in the uh, in the uh, um, rigging who doesn't have to be there. Uh, and even with just a minimal amount of sail, the moon collar fairly skips across the waves. Uh, he keeps his attention focused on keeping the ship upright. Going broadside to this blow could be disastrous. It is very strong wind, and the seas are high. Mooncaller rocks in sizable waves. Luckily, the wind is blowing in exactly the right direction. Uh, I would like anybody who feels that they do not yet have sea legs to make a constitution save. DC 12. Okay. If you fail, you're seasick. <laughs> Oh, yay. Okay. Trying to remember. I, I don't... Now, yeah, Su Susan has been on some voyages. I think she's good. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> sure, be packed. <laughs> uh, Kina, yeah, I, I figured Gigi would be fine, but Kina got uh, five, uh, eight altogether. Okay, well then, she is having a rough time of it in this in this sea. There is simply no place to go that is not rocking uh, 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 rather energetically, and uh, mm. and probably spends a fair amount of time um, head over their side. Uh, uh, and once her stomach is empty, uh, just uh, really quite miserable. Okay. I think I think Susan will babysit babysit her as a you know sort of a repayment. <laughs> okay. Aww. Um, and towards the end of the day, um, you sight the Isle of Bruland. Captain Tarn drops anchor to keep the ship from being blown onto the shore, turning the ship's prow into the wind so the waves don't set her rocking too badly. Um. And you can now hear the chorus. It is predicting a mostly cloudy day with a gentle breeze from the south, warm but not unbearable. And um, 
unless you have some more business to do, it's, it's already 10 o'clock. I don't want to start any extended encounters, but um, uh, Captain Tarn suggests not taking the boat out just yet. The waves are a bit uh, much, and so probably want to wait here till this uh, blows through. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and no solo, no noise on our end. Yep. Okay. Um, and uh, unless there's something small that you want to do, uh, we can we can end the session here. Uh, I'm good. Hmm? I mean, right. to the extent that there's enough time to even get started on it, Avaloki would start on the next glamour weave thing. But yep. I I don't think there's a full week's worth here or anything. And also in the um in the uh, whole uh, the, the the day where the seas are very rough probably wouldn't have got much done, I guess. No, not likely. Yeah. Okay. Then we will start up next time on the 8th of Pinola, and you guys are back in the Scarper Shoals. Okay. All right. <clears throat>